0: quack Quack. three two one quack
1: today on the geek out podcast real world news bleeds into geek world news and we're here to talk about it
0: we'll also be talking about a board game developer not a board game developer a game developer who was bored who made a non-medical face mask with LEDs in it so it looks like you're talking when you're talking.
2: I do need it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. The Mandalorian Season 2 is on track for October 2020 release date, despite the pandemic. We've got a
3: better look at the Batman's Batmobile through concept art.
2: And just...
3: what... the fuck
4: exactly is going on with JK Rowling I mean what the fuck
0: <laughs>
4: nerdy is the new sexy
0: Let's go to be this is Geek Out the podcast okay you good we I want that as my rake. he left the room again that- what is going on
1: i want that as my intro by the way or my uh
0: why did he leave art do you know mm,
1: i think he's trying to make lunch as well he's trying to do a million things
0: good lord but i want uh, the zones geek up sorry go ahead no sorry
1: i was gonna say i want that as my ringtone now no, like
0: that was it's pretty good yeah, ringtone yeah, yeah it, w- it would last for uh, a long time until your voicemail picks up yeah. It's the Zone's Geek Out podcast. This is episode 88. We record this on June 9th, 2020. I just realized I put the wrong date on the cue sheet. Sorry about that. I'm Whipmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone.
3: Hey, I'm DJ Boytano. You can hear me every weekday doing the mixtape in the Afternoon Zone.
4: I'm Bob and just really quick, oh, we forgot, uh, we did not mention... <laughs>
3: Uh, Last couple of weeks or whatever it was,
4: how Kirsten and I are doing in our activity challenges. And uh, this should show you what kind of a gracious winner I am. I actually won a week and didn't even mention it. Forgot to even
2: mention. (laughs) Forgot, no, squeaked no, out no, a win. No,
0: no, he's not a gracious winner. Forgot is not the same as being gracious. No,
2: you're mentioning it now. Squeaked out a w- yeah. Now I am, but at the time, because because you had not won oh. by last Tuesday. You won on it's Wednesday. Been, no, it's been so that long. It's been that long. Because it- now
4: you have you have won yeah. an- another week. Now no,
2: we're only three days into this next one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You <laughs> this won- is your first opportunity to mention your win because you no. won last abs- wednesday now no no because you have w- it's a good since- thing i got a record of this on my yeah look watch. at your watch kid no i we won got four days and left a full week went one. by and then
4: you won another one so we're no. two competitions out from me winning
2: no <laughs> okay yes you're so you're such a gracious winner you're right
1: wow yeah. in paul's defense in paul's defense i had to bring it up actually Yes. After listening to the last podcast It wasn't brought up at the start So I actually asked for it You
3: know what? I don't know who's talking Because you didn't even introduce yourself You didn't get a chance
0: (laughs) So
4: so just for the record I squeaked out a win against Kirsten And I'm very happy and proud of it And uh, then I took Because I know, because I then we did another competition I took the whole rest of the week Practically off And Kirsten destroyed me By like a thousand activity points Whatever that means And now Now again This week We're in kind of a tight race It's anybody's game So I just Wanted to put that out there I hope people are enjoying And you are I already said Paul Placino And Oh he's he's Paul Placino And uh, Yeah but what, what are you part of and, Like Well I I am um, hoping that people are enjoying this because you know it's good that we're doing this in quarantine time still uh, hey everyone don't forget pandemic still and people are doing what they can to keep active because honestly at the beginning of this thing I was like well you know there's kind of two ways you can go about this you can turn into a sludge man who's mostly made of couch <laughs> Or you can, you know, do something to get a little activity. So that's what I'm trying to do with Kirsten, and I hope that she feels the same way and uh, that that's somewhat uh, inspiring to others who may be listening, uh, who want to feel like they do that. Mm-hmm. And I host The Afternoon Zone. And I'm Art Aronson, and
1: Thank I'm you. Art Aronson, and I am inspired by that, Paul. Thank you. Good. And you too, Kirsten, obviously, because you're- Thank
3: you. Oh, you're Art Aronson. <laughs> that's who you are.
1: <laughs> and you do the
3: news or something is that what you do
1: yeah yes yes i do the news yeah That's well, good to hear from you art oh, good to hear from you. what is
2: happening you.
1: your
0: intro hopefully uh and i don't think oh, we geez.
4: interrupted art that much last week bud said that we interrupted you a ton last week i don't think we did no i only heard one
3: there <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a moment at the end though which is, was kind of funny because it was at the end where it was like Art was going to say something and then Kirsten completely talked over him. And then I could just picture Art in my mind <laughs> getting up and leaving the room. No. Not because he was mad, yeah. but because he had to. He had to do the news, but it, it could have come off like that. It was like, well, we interrupted him for the last time today. That was the last
0: straw. And here's the thing, I was editing last week's pod, I'm, I'm telling you guys on our Slack channel that how many times Art is being interrupted, because I'm having to remove from his voice track the number of times that he says, <laughs> yeah, but I, and then he can't, because somebody else is, so no, 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 honestly, there were about six instances, I only left that one in because you guys came back to it, mm. otherwise I'm just editing these things out. In-
2: Speaking of you editing last week's pod... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Please don't edit that part out. <laughs> a boost on
2: the I just want to say that I'm not happy that we were censored from all of our Sexmeister Bud talk.
0: You I were know. absolutely not censored. What yeah, I was talking about go. was just some brevity, just some unrelated stuff. I still got in all the frickin' bunk that you guys were talking about I me. Mean, none of that was lost. And there was so much of it. Okay, well good. Now, Bud, I'm glad.
4: I'm so glad, Bud, that you're back to address. So, so please confirm that you are a man who at $40 a pop oh. for expensive underwear prioritizes their genitals. Bud,
0: you know what I will note, Paul? Oh.
4: You have inspired me because I signed up for a Meundie's
0: subscription mm-hmm. actually last week. Great. That you know what? Honestly, thank you. That's great because Like, here's the thing. I would guess that one's underwear is maybe 50% for themselves, but that is a really important 50%. I want you to feel good about... What's the other
2: 50% for? Yeah, who's the other 50% for?
0: Here's the thing. I think the other 50% is perhaps for anybody who might see your underwear. No one sees me. So I think that's a I think that's a good argument to to wow. put into it, right?
4: He's right. He's absolutely correct. So can we just like talk about the fact that
1: 50% of the time people are seeing buds underwear? <laughs> yeah, because okay, even I
0: Maybe that's a bad example the 50%. But, just like look. I'm a sex pervert certainly and love walking around in my
4: underwear, but I still would think it's like an 80/20 <laughs> split at best okay, because fine. you just walk around all day in your underwear adjusting your pants just for you. I'm, right. no st- I'm no i I'm no statistician my it's, point it's touching is, your
0: skin but wow, okay if you're doing the five for twelve or whatever you know multi packs of yeah bad quality squishy whatever that you're doing, don't just think about yourself like my point was. Yeah, like the me thing is great. That makes me really happy. I was I was going to make the argument that I want you to think not only about yourself eighty percent, but about anybody else who might see your underwear twenty percent, maybe thirty percent with you because I know you love to just drop trow at any given opportunity. So I'd say yeah. you're more than the average amount of people will see your underwear. That's but true. For the you know the slightly more important people in your life, I think it's. I mean, don't you like it when? You see nice underwear on other people? What? What is this question? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get the, like, he's, the back... He's
1: uh, so right! <laughs> Can we get the backup be, be. This is Bud backpedaling
0: here? And it's amazing.
4: Uh, I love Yeah, it's great. He's embracing, and <laughs> it's true. He's, uh,
0: he's so right! My point about this is that I came out of that... Highly embarrassed, but more feeling bad (laughs) for you, Paul, because uh, I don't know about art. I don't know about uh, Brian. I don't know about Johnny, but none of them mentioned anything disparaging about my choice of underwear. So maybe they're concerned about their... Uh waistband no. yeah, comfort and fashion too. I don't I don't know. But you with the twelve for five packs, I just I felt I really bad for you and I'm I'm glad you're doing the MeUndies thing. That is something. That is a step in the right direction.
2: He's underwear shaming you right <sighs> yeah. now. He's he's the fifty percent that has to look at your underwear, Paul, and he doesn't like I, it when I he know. sees
0: it. I fa- yeah, that's
4: that's super fair. And that's again I signed up for a, you know a good, comfy underwear subscription Great. thing.
2: It's like twenty 25- five Did you get the Star Wars one?
4: Yeah. That, no, they don't have Star Wars ones. You,
2: yes, they do. Oh, do they? Okay, well I'll check. Yes, they I'll do. try and
0: buy those then. Oh yeah, MeUndies serves me ads on Instagram all the time. They have matching Star Wars ones, so oh. yeah. Oh nice. Okay,
4: well cool. Yeah, and you know what? I'm excited about it, and you're right, and it's I should have been, as an adult, prioritizing my undercarriage, and I'm glad that I are, and you inspired me, so God bless you but for that. <laughs> and I Thanks. wish we were getting and, even a penny of that sweet MeUndies podcast advertising money.
3: Yeah. Because they advertise a lot on podcasts.
2: Yeah.
0: Except this one.
2: And I'm Kirsten James.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Have we not got to you
4: yet? (laughs) No. Sorry. That was beautiful.
3: We, we we mentioned her husband and her her husband's support for Bud's oh underwear God. before we even mentioned Kirsten. <laughs> oh my God, I'm
2: sorry. I, I also just want to say really quick, yes, congratulations to Paul to winning your thing whenever you want it. But also, I'm sad because um, I finally got to see Paul after three months of not yeah. seeing Paul, which is very sad. And uh, had him over to the tiki bar, and my tiki—no, <laughs> but it was so sad. My tiki bar experienced performance issues, and oh. I couldn't like after talking about the lights and like the show and all the no. th- like the cool stuff that was no lightning. It was t- it was windy, and like shit happened, and like the lights oh. didn't work, and the sound didn't work, and it was so embarrassing.
3: But it was out of spite. It- you know what,
4: I'll say, yeah. Kirsten, you have nothing to be embarrassed <laughs> about. I was blown away. I was so happy with your tiki bar, how it's turned out. You guys have really done a wonderful thing there. And But what's interesting is that uh, Kirsten was uh, making us drinks and shuffling around and all that. And while she was doing that, I was getting notifications that she was closing her activity loops. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I swear to God. And I was like, okay, this <laughs> is how she's... Well done. Winning these <laughs> challenges is by mixing fancy rum drinks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Great job,
0: Kirsten. Yeah. It's all exercise. It's all about balance. Look it.
4: We ought to be expanding our bang bubbles, and I miss Brian and Bud, and we all ought to have like a um a a pod get together at some point as well and maybe watch a movie or something. You yeah, know I what agree. I mean?
2: Yeah, Brian, have us over to your house. You've got a nice backyard. Hell yeah, you do. I haven't. Senior tiki okay, party. Well, you yeah. can come over here then, but then it's going to underperform yes. for you too, and then I'm going to be really embarrassed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we've spent 20 minutes on an intro. Um, this week, oh, God. this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, a guy in uh, California, a very bored uh, game developer, bought a bunch of components, programmed a bunch of things, put uh, LEDs and a battery and a microphone inside a uh, non medical uh, face mask. And in its dormant state, there's just these two horizontal lines of LEDs. But when he talks, it goes to this O sort of pattern. So it kind of looks like you're talking when he's talking. And it was just ridiculous and geeky. And Kirsten passed it my way and and said something along the lines of, for the record, I don't like this. But I loved it. I loved the heck out of it. So I had to geek out about it.
2: It was just creepy. Like, it was just, like, the way that the mouth opened and, like... I don't know, it was. It reminded me of those shirts that you can buy I like, <laughs> con- yeah. like, concerts with the lights that, like, pulse.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I will think- admit, the open state is, like, the giant... <laughs> of, like, an anime mouth, but uh, I love the concept. I thought it was brilliant. I think it's kind of good, too. Uh, it reminds me of a couple of things. Number one, I wish
4: that there was a mode on it to let people know that you're smiling, because... Mm. There
0: is. Is there? There is. See, he tried programming in the different mouth shapes, like like an E or an O or an A, ah, that kind of thing, but it didn't work out, so mm. he abandoned that. But if you go, if you make a pop sound, it does smile
4: oh my god that's really great because when I'm walking around with my mask on and this is a challenge for me the best of times I'm a gigantic wild bushy eyebrow now my hair is all long and insane I look like an insane person and I see the terror on a lot of people's eyes when I walk into their businesses at the best of times (laughs) and so now I've got a mask and so my, my, my defense against that ever is like a big smile hello I'm here not to rob you um, which sometimes, you know, my smile is also insane looking, so I, think, I don't know if that's helping or hurting, but at least I have the smile. <laughs> now I go in with a mask, and I try to smize. I smile still, and I try to smize so much. Hi, look at my eyes. I'm nice. I'm nice. I'm nice. Trying to convey that to people. <laughs> and so it's good that this thing has a smile mask as well, because that's a challenge, it's, I feel like. It's
1: tough. I, w- I was out at a recent rally here, and... I wanted to smile at other people at the rally, but no, we're all just going to stare at each other through the eyes. And it's it was tough. I it's thought hard. it was tough. Yeah. There's so much emotion. We've evolved to, uh, to understand
4: wh- exactly what's going on in another human being's face in a fraction of an instant. And that has, in this mask society now, been half taken away from us. And so, you know, yeah. it's like, this might seem silly, but it actually, I think... Uh, for the time being, is kind of an important uh, initiative, and the other thing I was thinking about too is, it always bothered me on Futurama when Bender's when Bender would talk, it looked like teeth, and then like it would move in a certain way, and I always thought it would be better. And other robots on the show did this. I always wanted either like a moving wave form to go in his mouth, mm. or yeah. like blinky lights, just like a blinkiness instead of the way that, like, it moves. Go, if, you, if you're a fan of Futurama, you probably know what I mean. Do you guys understand? Oh, yeah. I
3: have to rethink about it. Yeah, I have to, I'd have to see it. I'm, I'm Googling it.
4: I, it's like, yeah, I just it always bothered me that for, like, their main character robot, you know, it was interesting what they did in the design phase for, for various robots and to, to like, an, um, identify talking, you know, rather, without their mouth moving.
2: Oh, I see what you mean.
4: But you're saying there was no facial emoting, right? No, it's just in the mouth. It's just in Bender's mouth. Yeah, like Bender's eyebrows move and stuff like that, but it's just in his mouth how it uh it shows talking. I just thought it was like a it was a uh, unfortunate creative choice
0: early on and they they got better. A missed opportunity to not have some sort of emoting in the mouth. You know,
4: just it can stay still the way it does. It's just the way it moves, just ah. the way the lines inside of his mouth move. That's all. Or, you know, or it could have been a blinky light. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I, I, when I first put. You know the mask on, and and got over the whole hell of wearing a face mask with glasses, which is a whole discussion <laughs> unto itself. Um, yeah. I looked at myself, and I'm like, "This is great. I am the good version of Optimus Prime. I am not the Michael Bay, tiny lipped. You're never <laughs> supposed to see his mouth. He has <laughs> a thing over his mouth, and that's what makes it cool. Yes, um, version of Optimus Prime. So, yeah. and in in the beginning, I was, um, I did try to smile. I did try to, you know, do a lot of the smiling. With my eyes, but I found that and maybe this is easier for me because i I think I'm kind of made a flubber to begin with anyways, but I'm like a lot of upper body emoting when I'm passing people now, so I'm like I get a little you know a little waves a little salutes a little highs a little a little whatever nod of the head, even because yeah a lot of the the expression a lot of the um the the message behind what I'm expressing is missing behind my mouth. So uh, it, it, I'm, I'm overcompensating with wild gesticulation.
4: That's a, I'll try that.
0: All right, let's talk about some geek news. No, I can't do Brian's segues. Brian, <laughs> those segues were fantastic. Fantastic! Oh yeah. man, every time you I heard you say, "Well, yeah," I'm like, "Oh, here we go." Speaking of,
2: <laughs> you should just try it. Just try it right now. Yeah, <laughs> Brian, well, those
0: were beautiful last week. Of, they, there were some long jumps. Speaking of sound-activated LED mouth masks, yeah. John Favreau promises no delays for the Mandalorian season two, despite the coronavirus. It's still looking to come out October 2020, and that makes my LED mouth masks. Perfect.
3: There you go. Brought it back
4: full circle. Good job. Oh, God. That was difficult. He wears a mask. That's
2: a good one. Perfect. Yeah, this is crazy and awesome and also weird because um, the last episode of The Walking Dead hasn't come out and they finished filming it and it's in post and they need to edit it, but it's not coming out. Whereas The Mandalorian, it's all shot and it's in post, but they're like, yeah, it's cool.
3: Yeah. So the the thing about the Walking Dead, I think um that's what they said. And this is just conspiracy theory mm. me saying that. But um the the last episode of the Walking Dead, I believe is probably going to connect to one of that like that spin-off. Oh. But that in itself has gotten delayed. Oh. So I'm thinking they're just saying, "Well, we can't do all of the we have to go in to do these visual effects." I was like, "Really? I could can- I can program a whole radio station from here <laughs> at, at my house, and I haven't left my house in like three months.
2: Slackers,
3: yeah. So and like seeing you know the Mandalorian and actually watching a few episodes of that you know the Mandalorian that kind of behind the scenes making of uh, documentary series that they have on Disney Plus. A lot of that takes place. In sort of isolated um, rooms where you're not necessarily all at a location, you know, or you're not in this crowded room together. So you could probably still do it properly while social distancing. Plus, he's wearing a fucking mask, you know. So there's a lot of different ways they're probably able to do this. And then the VFX, I'm sure John Favreau can do that in his sax underwear at home, you know. For the fifty percent of the people that are going to be seeing, anywhere.
0: okay.
2: Well, they <laughs> they they've also got that Disney money too, right? Like, that's I true. think yeah. that that's part of it is that they're able to set up those huge server farms under Walmart <laughs> or wherever they live and yeah. actually have all of their people working remotely on it, where maybe um, AMC like doesn't have that server power. <clears throat> kind of.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing that sort of confused me about The Walking Dead was like, <laughs> yeah, if it's all shot, is this. Not... What What did I miss?
3: <laughs> you just interrupted Art.
1: <laughs> oh, no. She did a, dude, I'm <laughs> she so did sorry. One of those. Go ahead. And I, 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 like- I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That was my <laughs> fault, bud. And back to the interrupting thing, I also said to Paul that in all of your defense, I... Probably didn't have anything of value to say. So. Oh, don't be oh, like, oh, so
2: that. That.
0: no. Don't want to hear that.
2: No, this is one of his tricks. He does this yeah. all the time. Oh. He says a mean thing about himself because he wants to hear nice <laughs> yeah. things about
3: himself. And then we're all supposed to go, oh, hey, come on, guy. <clears throat> no, <laughs> don't say that about yourself. I'll give him a breastfeed
4: later. Come here, buddy. You're good.
2: To be honest with you, all I think the assume- reason we, we're interrupting you so much this is honesty is um because you're further back in that room
0: yeah this is a technical aspect
2: and i actually we we actually can't hear you very well like we can hear paul um but you are like in a weird backgroundy you'll sound great in the recording but
0: yeah this is a little inside baseball but here's the thing we can all see you in the corner of that screen so like do not be afraid to put a hand up (laughs) um because there is this big white space
2: and then we'll still interrupt you yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Do not be afraid to put a hand up so we can keep talking and not let you get a word in it well,
3: cuz the audio from this uh, Zoom recording or this uh, Zoom chat is really just coming from the camera oh. I think right? Like really? I don't think we're being picked oh. up in the mics. No, yeah. I don't think we're actually hearing you from your mics. We're actually just hearing Oh, no, hearing definitely your, not. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's why he's so quiet because the mic or the the phone is so much closer to Paul than it is to Art. Really? Mhm. That's weird. So anyways, Art, Welcome
2: behind the scenes, just like the yeah. Mandalorian right. thing that we were just talking
1: about. That's amazing. I got three things to say. First off, uh, okay, shut up, Art. I just got to say something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's start with <laughs> one. Go, 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 go
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll see how it goes, and if it's good, we'll let you continue. <laughs> no. Uh,
1: Sorry. Go I ahead. I too have sacks underwear, bud.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I have two pairs of them. <laughs> Strike one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what's wait? What's the picture on yours? Is is it a fun picture? Mm,
1: picture. I don't. Yeah, wait. Are you, you, can know. Look, you can look. No, I don't. I I don't know. I didn't know there was pictures. But two. What? I can't remember um, what I was going to say with the other two things. Now you guys Boy. have gotten me. Saul. Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. right uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. So about the Mandalorian. This sounds like it's coming straight from Disney, right? Because they need it here for Disney Plus. Cause, True. I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing to watch on Disney Plus right now. Nothing. Yep. That's it. That's all I have.
0: Yeah, I'd say everybody's gotten their initial launch watching. They did all the, they did the Mandalorian, they did all the recent stuff, they went into their back catalogs, and it's flipping June now. And it's been a bit. And as great as the Disney library is, it's not growing at the rate of, you know, something like Netflix, which has a bunch of, you know, licensing deals uh, coming out more consistently. So, yeah, you're right. They do need this.
1: And with the amount of people that, sorry there, Carson, uh, with the amount of people that just monthly subscribe, Mm. you know how many people are probably dropping off like, we don't need it this summer. We'll get it back Mm. uh, in the fall.
2: Well,
4: and you know what is interesting? Sorry, Carson, just like real quick about this. Sorry, (laughs) but this. just I want to stay on this subscription model thing because it would be easy to kind of say, listen, Disney, do what Netflix does. Just shit out everything. Once a month, just have something ready to go. Shit it out. Let's go. I want my money's worth here. But that Netflix model has seen that subscription price grow. And so like when this month, the thing that they dump out is... Snowpiercer which is not good you know then you kind of have to look at oh wait i i'm paying twice as much for netflix and mostly getting crap would i rather be paying half as much like i am with disney and they slowly put things out that is of higher quality, that's the kind of balance that we're walking here right now.
0: But I still think... I'm going to let you finish, Kirsten, but I think, Paul, that's a really good point. Right? Uh, Sorry, Kirsten. Um, Because, yeah, I've long been very tippy on the fence about dropping Netflix. Right. uh, Just because I... Yeah, uh, the content on there is yeah not quite the uh, yeah I'm more kind of more excited for what's coming up on on Disney, and I'm mostly because we we know I think further in advance a lot of times it's like you get the twenty eighth of the month and it's like here's what here's what's coming on Netflix next month, and that's sort of all the notice that you get
4: yeah and and sorry, one last thing Kirsten, before uh please do talk um i I think still that the balance does tip in Netflix favor in this discussion because. It's not like one thing a month comes out. It's like 30 things. And they're trying to hit all their bases. And so Snowpiercer doesn't work for me, but I did watch like a Netflix exclusive documentary that also came out this month. And, you know, Queer Eye is playing constantly at my house. So do you know what I mean? Like, even if it's more misses than hits, there are still hits, things that keep me understanding that I'm getting my money's worth month to month. Whereas Disney, it's like nothing. There's nothing coming out. Sorry, Kirsten, please go ahead. It's
2: okay. My port is not relevant anymore. Oh, no.
4: Really? What What was it? It was
2: something from like five minutes ago.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just didn't want to get off this conversation, Tom.
2: But I was also going to say something about this conversation. But now it's not not relevant. relevant. It was probably about arts. It's probably about oh, arts underwear.
3: Uh, <laughs> um, on, the, on the Disney Plus thing, too, the, it's not necessarily because of COVID that they don't have anything either. Because, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first Marvel thing to come out on Disney Plus. But that, even if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, that wasn't really even supposed to come out until, like, July or August. Yeah, but to me, that's bad planning. What is bad planning?
0: To, to leave it this long.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, and but and that's and I, I'm not defending and that's not me defending Disney at all. It's just saying this like yeah, we would probably would still be having this conversation if uh, we weren't in the middle of a pandemic right now, because the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is obviously right now delayed because they can't release Black Widow and then so on and so forth. Um, but even if it wasn't delayed, we still wouldn't have anything new from them.
0: Well, speaking of Black Widow production of into the spider verse 2 which is coming out in 2022 spiders kicked off this oh. week it was confirmed on monday by the lead animator nick kondo uh. and the spider is also a spider okay shut up <laughs> so good
3: <clears throat> anybody
0: and i guess that's always it, it was a it was a Fun little animated sort of the logo and the great music again um, and, and yeah just a little blippy of 2022 we just sort of got a motion graphic of the logo and and the year that it'll be coming out and work has begun and I I'm excited because the first movie was fantastic and I watch it eh, somewhat regularly. Yeah, I've been watching it quite a lit uh, quite a a bit
3: lately just because you know my my kids love Spider Man and uh, yeah they really love that movie and I really love that movie and again just like every time I watch it there's always something like oh yeah I love how I remember how they did this we we're talking about it like the animation style and everything like that so. Uh, it'll be cool.
0: Well, yeah, and this is another movie where on most on a lot of rewatches, you're probably going to catch more of the little things that they threw in mm-hmm. and just get a respect of all the work they put into that movie.
3: Yeah, And I just remember it also being, like, this refreshing, like, because people had been asking for a Miles Morales story ever since Tobey Maguire had announced that he wasn't going to be doing Spider-Man 4. Um, and this was, yeah, like, I didn't really see it in terms of, like, uh, how it would work in a movie until they actually ended up doing this. And I was like, wow, that actually was like a very refreshing take on a uh, sort of a Spider-Man origin story using Miles Morales and just kind of taking that sort of lifestyle yeah. that's far different from Peter Parker, um, you know, in, in, into account in this story. So
4: I just would like to uh, take the opportunity as I often do to, say that sony are stupid morons because uh the uh, uh, a Miles Morales Spider-Man in place of Andrew Garfield's stupid Spider-Man would have been fantastic like in in a world of too many Spider-Men that would have been an interesting thing rather than just doing Peter Parker over again and I mean maybe this is hindsight but looking back now it's like we have a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which is generally beloved. You know, a lot of nostalgia in there as well, mixed in. And then we have an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, which is very mixed reviews. And I, I don't care about those movies at all. And then we got our, you know, our uh, classic Peter Parker uh marvel spider-man which is like really really good we got three peter parkers and zero miles morales so if one of them is crummy anyways again this is hindsight how great what a world's we'd be living in right now if those even two or maybe it's three i don't know um andrew garfield movies had been miles morales instead like how how wonderful that timeline must be
0: well speaking of timelines a trailer dropped just today for Bill and Ted Face the Music, which has some time travel involved in it. Wow. <laughs> it came around, so yeah, okay. I have only watched Can't it, it on Slack, on mute, while we've been talking, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty great. Does it?
2: It looks so good. Uh, Paul, you still haven't seen the first Bill and Ted, have you? No, I haven't seen any of them. Oh, dude! Oh, you gotta.
3: Mm. Even at least uh, just that first one. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah. It looks so good. Like, I mean, so good in a bad way. Like yes. the 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 if you watch it with the sound on, it's even more ridiculous, but I just feel like this is the movie. Fuck Tenant. This is the movie that will save cinema <laughs> this year.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and
2: I mean, what, what's what's funny about it is that's almost the plot of the movie, too. It seems it like
0: looks very meta. Yeah. You know, they're time traveling to go steal something from themselves is what I got wow. from the captions, and it's just like, come on, that's but they're, great.
2: But they're also trying to save the future because they were trying to write a song that would unite humanity, oh, and for that's
0: the love what they're.
2: And that's what they're going to the future to steal because instead of writing it, they just want to steal it from their future selves. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's great. But it's just—it's just like this movie. Like the timing couldn't be better because, like, that it's going to be f- hopefully funny, lighthearted. Yeah. It's going to have a nice message about uniting people yeah. and our differences and blah 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 blah. Um, I don't—I don't know. I—I I smiled. I thought I was like, yeah, this is the kind of movie I want right now. Yeah, yeah. Just like some stupid nostalgic old people pretending to be characters they were 30 years ago. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: I know. Same. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We had a discussion the other night because we were watching uh, Nick Cage movies that I had never seen. And someone tried to compare who's a more enjoyable actor, Nick Cage or Keanu Reeves. and
2: It was art that, that was brought it? that Maybe. Up. Mm-hmm. And what a comparison. I know. And I guess they... Okay, but wait before you say it. Yeah. What do you think? Who is... What was the question? It was like who is who is better or who is like more beloved or who would you rather be yeah. uh, who Nick, do you like more? Nick, Nick Cage or Keanu Reeves. Wow. And and I guess
4: I guess they're kinda comparable. They came up through the nineties and get popular and then kinda went different ways in the two thousands and kinda. Keanu's having a renaissance now. I don't think Nick Cage is poised for a renaissance by any means no i don't think so
0: so what's your answer paul
1: he
2: thinks keanu keanu all the yeah, way okay he thank keanu, you Good. to me it's, it's so wrong it's not, like, even not even close it's obviously nick cage like i forget what the question was though i think is the problem wait what it's uh, yeah what what it was about like whose career i think was the question was more like illustrious in the 90s Nicholas Cage.
0: Okay, well, that's a pretty specific question. I thought we were talking about who is the more enjoyable actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: that's a really specific criteria. Like, if we want to talk box office numbers, that's
3: different. But oh, okay.
2: Still Nicholas. Still Nicholas Cage, no, though. Like, what but, the fuck?
3: Yeah, Kirsten. If that was if that was a the question, then I agree with you. But that's. I think that's because Keanu Reeves didn't really have his like huge break until yes. the matrix which was like late 90s mm-hmm. early 2000s yeah so, so that's that's more of a timing thing Nicolas Cage came up in the 90s because of all the ridiculous action movies that he was a part of in the 90s yes no.
2: Nicolas Cage but
4: yeah but Keanu was no slouch in the 90s either no and as soon as you expand that criteria to just be an all-time thing, Keanu has a has a much better trajectory than Nick Cage, and yes, on a basic level, is a more enjoyable actor. I would say to watch. I think you could swap Nick or uh, Keanu into any role that Nick Cage plays, and it would make the movie a lot better. Nope.
0: Yeah, let's see Nick Cage play Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Mm. Probably nobody knows what that
2: movie you is. I know what Johnny Mnemonic is.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is, like, when I'm thinking
3: about good Keanu Reeves action movies in the 90s, uh, I'm thinking Speed. Yeah. Great movie! And yeah. that's basically it
2: but i think he's always the same character it's keanu reeves playing a keanu reeves person are you kidding
0: me that's what i'm thinking about nick cage Mm, yeah
2: no nick cage is always different especially when he's playing john travolta with his face off
0: (laughs) Oh, oh man
3: but it is an interesting question because, like, the, my two favorite action movies from the 90s were Speed and The Rock. Yeah, interesting. Keanu Reeves and the Nicolas Cage one.
2: Or when he's doing that stupid accent throughout all of Con Air, which I don't know why he committed to it.
3: I, I told you to put, <laughs> put the, the bunny, bunny back, back in, in the, the box. box.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like so bad. Oh, I love Nicolas Cage.
3: Ugh, he's bad. It is funny, though, because, like, all the things that I've seen Keanu Reeves in lately, um with this trailer for bill and ted it feels almost like this is keanu reeves doing a ted impression
0: (laughs) yes yeah after all this time i
3: i feel that
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean i will say like keanu reeves now is definitely the more enjoyable person
4: yep And, and i don't even know if nick cage is
3: you know an unenjoyable person i just who cares I was like who would I rather go to a public restaurant and have a sit down meal with? I think it's Keanu Reeves. I just like <laughs> yeah. feel like Nick Cage is going to embarrass me. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, and then ask you to pick up the bill because he spent all his money on dinosaur bones or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Bill and Ted face the music. Another word that begins with B is Batman. And uh, we've got concept art. We had a Keanu Reeves story here. What are you doing? You had a Keanu Reeves story. I didn't know. There were two, three opportunities that that came in there where I could have done a better segue. Yeah, but this one
4: says Keanu Reeves right on
0: it. I'm trying here. I'm trying. We have a new Batmobile. We have concept renders of the Batmobile. Bill Bat. (laughs) <laughs> Mobile, Ted. There were. I missed. Okay. I didn't want to interrupt you guys.
2: Fine. Let's talk about this Batmobile.
3: Okay, Batmobile.
2: Let's talk about this Batmobile.
0: Have we all seen the new Batmobile? Yes. Mhm. Looks very like retro it. sports car, except for the front where it looks like Kit, the Knight Industries mm, 2000 yeah. from Knight Rider.
3: Yeah. No need to yell, Michael.
2: I like that it looks like a fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
3: like a yeah, like a muscle. I'm car. sick
2: of. A bat what with the thing was, the tumbler the tumbler and like but here's oh. the thing the back view of it has a little
0: bit of a tumbler vibe to it those giant wheels and the sort of wing outs that the back sort of mm. wheel fendery things do but otherwise yeah looks like a car
4: yeah the tumbler was great for the time i I, I was uh, hesitant at first when i first saw it i was like Wait, well, he's driving a fucking tank what the hell but Obviously, it made a lot of sense for that movie. It was sweet that did some amazing action sequences with it and everything. Uh, the Ben Affleck Batmobile, what? I can't even. I can't even picture what it is because it's nothing. It's a CGI monster that
3: I sucks. It's awful, and had guns that shot at people.
0: <laughs> oh, right? Too. Yeah.
3: Batman guns that works. No. So that had zero
4: impact, but now even just seeing these concept renderings, oh man, I'm I'm stoked too. It's nice to get back into a car for sure, and this is a really cool car. It it makes, uh, it's got a lot of like uh, visual tie-ins or throwbacks to some classic Batmobiles from the comics. Uh, I think it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, I like Batman driving a car too. It's a part of who he is, and I, I'm
1: stoked for it. Well,
3: well, have you on Batman first? No, okay. Um, there was this story that came out, and I, I saw it late, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Classic thing that I usually do on Tuesday mornings and add 10 things to the cue sheet. Uh, Thank you. Thank <laughs> there, you. <laughs> there is a pitch going around right now in Warner Brothers' head office for a movie... And Paul, uh, get ready for you to to scream here. But for a Bane movie in the same vein as uh, uh, The Joker, the, the recent Joker movie. Oh, wow. Just to see if there's like... Can we explore Bane's backstory as a like, oh, society made Bane or whatever kind of thing? So no. that just so you know that, that that's floating around right now in the Warner Brother executives' heads. Well, well,
4: Brian, I told you I'm trying to be cool right now, and so I don't appreciate you trying to rile me up like this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not helping. Uh. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. I'm slowly going crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. Okay, um, but I don't mind that. I I uh, I think a big part of the the reason I hated the Joker, of many reasons, was it was like, uh, that's enough of this character. And stop trying to, you know, shove stuff into a character that's been done so many times and so well already. Let's try and do it again and just, like, slightly different and for dumb reasons. With Bane, it's like, Bane is a very interesting character, I feel like, who has been underserved in the movies. Uh Let's not even talk about Batman and Robin and how he's... Bane smash or whatever he is. Bomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think uh, the Dark Knight Rises actually did a great job of turning Bane into a physical, physically imposing threat, as well as like he is supposed to be. I think from the comics, like uh, like a super, you know, politically motivated and like a genius level threat. That's why he's so threatening to Batman. Is that he's like he really is committed to his cause
0: and all that. So that uh, and now that we've got his origin story out of the way, there's so much more we could explore with him.
4: Yeah, I just think it's really cool. I think you know, the Joker what we like is a mysterious origin whereas with Bane it's just like cool, maybe there's something going on there. Maybe there's a really interesting story of what turned this person to uh uh into like the political terrorist or activist or whatever he was that he is. I think that
1: that actually could be really neat. Well, my problem with bane in the dark knight rises as they like built him up in that movie and he was cool and then at the very end he was like reduced to a henchman no you think? right i i thought that's how it ended with um raja Ghul's daughter and right. he was uh because it turned
3: out he's sort of more of the side character
1: too.
2: yeah I, I oh forgot about yeah that.
4: yeah yeah that's that's true actually
3: yeah, that was a that was a plot
1: point problem that I had with that movie. But overall, Tom Hardy's interpretation, minus mm-hmm. some of the not being able to understand what he was yeah. saying, uh, <laughs> but it. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Paul.
4: Yeah, I, I like, you know, that Dark Knight Rises made me appreciate Bane as a character a lot more. I think it was a really good choice to have him be a villain and to play him the way he they did. Um, I really like him. So that, no, I'm cool with that. Did you guys also see that? Uh, news came out today that the in this, the Batman movie, the Penguin, Colin Farrell, Farrell was this Penguin, is going to be in it for like a minute. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, he's not going to be in it a, quite a ton. So, I, I mean, that makes sense to me because we've worried uh, out loud before on this podcast about how it's like, how many villains are you going to be in this? Is this going to be like 1960s Batman movie where they're all working together on the water displacement ray gun, <laughs> you know, and all like cackling and trading catchphrases in their stupid lair together. Um, and it, it sounds like, no, they're going to be used kind of
3: uh, sparingly, each of them maybe. So that's that kind of gave me some... So uh, is that a clue that they're trying to make this that much bigger of a franchise, I guess. Well, I guess that it's Batman. So they're always going to try to do that.
4: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that was exactly it because also I think it was in the same or a, or a connected article. They were also saying that if this thing is a hit, they do want to continue making movies and they are interested in introducing the Joker into this interpretation of it. Which Joker though? Like
3: a new Joker or a a new one? Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, and I mean, look, it, if you've got Batman, you're going to want to take a swing at the Joker. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I know we're on our thousandth interpretation of Batman, but Batman and the Joker just go hand in hand. So again, I'm not like screaming and upset about this because once again, the Joker and Batman together makes sense. Um, s- saving him for a second movie like they did with the Dark Knight makes sense. Not just going straight to the Joker, right? and it's the Joker movie by himself without Batman or or a child Batman is what really pisses me off. So I, I mean I accept it. As as much as it's like, we're getting another Batman, okay, obviously we're getting another Joker.
3: So then on this Bane thing though, like where do you stand on like say making a, a villain another villain movie without a hero?
4: Well Yeah, I mean I think the Joker is kind of a rarity or not a rarity but it's specific to the Joker that the Joker really plays off of Batman is what makes him most interesting. If you ever see there's like comics and spin-offs and cartoons and stuff where like the Joker and Superman are like antagonizing each other. Really? It's like yeah, it's like mm-hmm. shut up, get out of here, this doesn't <laughs> work. So similar I think that the Joker needs Batman and the Batman needs Joker whereas with Bane it's just like uh, it's a kind of a newish character. It's kind of a, a broad character that could work well. It doesn't have to be so intimately tied to Batman to work.
1: To, to your question, uh, Brian, about having another villain movie, I don't like these villain movies. I'm just not a fan of it. And we've been watching some 90s action movies uh, of late in Your Choice Movie Night that we have. And they they were one-off movies they these those type of movies aren't really being made anymore because there's so many superhero movies which i enjoy superhero movies but to have movies based on other superheroes for villains it's it's too much overkill too too much
4: a one-off bane movie that is separate from batman is as close as we get these days yeah type of thing to a one-off action movie that just tells a story beginning middle and end and then is over and isn't set up for ten million sequels. I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, speaking of one-off villains, Donald Trump coined this thing called space force.
4: <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. oh. No. gets political.
4: Oh, oh. However. <laughs> Yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> However, um, Netflix was, were the first organization to make their show, Space Force, a real thing. So if this went to litigation, Netflix actually has uh, an advantage over the United States uh, for owning <laughs> the trademark to the phrase Space Force, which Hilarious. made me so happy to read. I just thought that was right. amusing as all get out.
1: It's absolutely hilarious, and I think we are going to be talking about Space Force a little bit later on here, but uh, just like, is this something the U.S. government is going to go into litigation
0: for? Please, please, let it happen. Please let it happen. So good. good. Um, We have a bunch of real-world news to talk about, uh, because, you know, we're not going to shy away from from this stuff, and I want to start, Kirsten, uh, with—are you awake? Did you fall asleep? What's happening here? Okay. Just look back up okay uh i don't know what she's doing she looks like she just died i hope she's okay now, i want to <laughs> wow. start with this tweet that okay. uh, kirsten found and passed along from jamel hill and she couldn't she didn't know where it came from but she just found this piece of video that was the the scene in end game where everybody just starts to come back and then all these labels are laid over top of it like protesters and and twitter and k-pop stands and and the whole sequence was i thought really really well done have we all seen the thing yes yeah Uh, so
1: just some background on jamel hill who yeah is uh she's she's a controversial figure in the u.s because first off she was a
2: what are you talking about jamil jamila who are you no, talking?
1: Jamel J- Hill. Jamel Hill, who who posted that uh, video that you saw? That I you it was that some
2: you- dude. Keep going. Anyway, <laughs> Anyways,
1: that's where I saw it. She posted it. Jamel Hill, who's like she's she's controversial in the U.S. because she like works in sports broadcasting as a woman. That's controversial enough as it is down there. Um, but she's also like refused to be a part of ESPN because they didn't fight for racial uh justices and didn't um you know didn't prop up their women broadcasters and um she's become a big voice in uh, all of this uh, race talk down in the u.s right now so anyways for her to post that does not uh does not surprise me at all but uh to tie it to the avengers
3: yeah and she and she didn't make it no, she she even said in her
0: tweet that no she didn't. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's sorry, that's why I got confused. I was like, "What? She made this thing?"
0: No, she she's even said. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, she said specifically yeah. she didn't know where it came from.
1: Yeah. I, but I just said just that for her to bring it to light does not surprise me and um yeah that's that's the point i was trying to make she's a controversial figure down there
0: that's good history i didn't know anything about that so Mm. thank you for that and just so many so many people saw it because of that is what i'm saying
2: i see this video is so good though like it just made me smile i thought it was so nice like the Avengers together with like all of the other stuff that's going on and that they would fight for. And it's just, it's so good.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. With every new caption that was added, I'm like, ah, there we go. Yeah.
2: yeah. K-pop stance.
4: Yeah. Oh my God. Do you guys know about th- this? is such an, a hilarious story is that so after blackout Tuesday last week where, you know, people were trying to be supportive of the black lives matter movement um, then like the next day racists tried to get on Twitter and do like a Whiteout Wednesday or like an All Lives Matter oh, and make those things trend and what happened was K-pop fans and who was the other one, Bud, do you know? It was like another group of fans. BTS.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, what it I think B, B, BTS between was a the big Stammer's, part of that. I between mean, the Stammers. They're also, <laughs> 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 they're also
4: <laughs> 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 Caleb and Between the Stammers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <the, laughs> no, no, <laughs> go on, go on.
0: No, BTS is another big K pop group. They were sort of the, at the forefront of this, I think. But then it sort of uh, um, grew to all all sorts of all, all sorts of K pop groups.
4: Yeah, so what was funny is like on Blackout Tuesday and I made this mistake too, right? Is like I, I put my black square on Instagram and then I hashtag Black Lives Matter and then Ah. pretty quickly it was like oh no don't do that because now like when you look at black lives matter which is supposed to be information it's just a bunch of black squares and that's bad so i had to take it down and blah blah uh so similarly on whiteout wednesday for the all lives matter k-pop fans and bts fans flooded those hashtags with bullshit about k-pop groups it was great Oh. And, it, so and it wiped out all the racist bullshit. You couldn't see that on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I didn't realize that that's what they did. That's, that's so cool. Why.
3: They did a great job. Yeah. That's but that's why they're on that it, endgame video.
2: Yes, that's that
4: I was it was such a beautiful thing. And like then you had all these like black activists and black lives matters figures coming out and be like, thank you to K pop. Fandom. This right. is how you be a good ally. This is beautiful. It was such a oh my god! It was heartwarming.
0: Yeah, strength in numbers. You cannot fight that wave. They are passionate <laughs> and limitless. It's incredible. <laughs> I want a bird's eye view. The word stand, just in case nobody knows the the yeah. the. Um the origin of that. This comes from the Eminem song "Stan." Stan. Stan is like a super fan, and the song is the song is amazing. I really enjoyed this, uh, listening to the song. He, uh, he sampled uh, what was that Dido song? He sampled a Dido thank song. You. Anyways, sorry. He sampled. Thank you. He sampled. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Without mm. asking her, P.S. But she was <laughs> really? fine with it after all that. And it basically it's told in the story of fan letters to Eminem from this guy named Stan, uh, who eventually. Uh, kills himself and the word stan has been appropriated to mean a super super fan and Mm -hmm. so i I think i I, you start to see this sometime late last year where it's like you know marvel stans or you know k-pop stans that that kind of thing so if just for background that's what a stan is
3: Mm, yeah that's a that's a nice history lesson and for our further background oh sorry sorry no 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 no, sorry
0: i was just uh (laughs) talking needless needless
3: nonsense here it's all good oh so i didn't okay For further background on that dido yes was uh she did approve of that and she was the wife in the music video for stan
0: right
1: right Right. and i remember first hearing that song back when it came out and was like eminem eminem was already on a upwards trajectory but that was just on another level that song i remember
4: i was scared of it (laughs) what I wasn't allowed to listen to angry music.
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, I see. But to go oh back dear. to this end
3: game thing, uh, even Chris Evans said, tweeted that this is fantastic.
4: Yeah, that's
3: so nice.
0: Speaking of not fantastic, mm. I probably shouldn't be doing these segues in this section of the podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, the, the the Punisher skull has started to come back on the. Um, the uniforms of uh, police officers in uh, during uh, during protests, and um, yeah, it's uh, kind of been an awkward phase for Marvel uh, as as this symbol of theirs has been um, appropriated. But there's just all sorts of magnifying glasses on what uh, on what people are doing, and uh, and especially on the police these days. Uh, did you
4: guys all watch the uh, last week tonight John Oliver uh, segment? On yeah, uh, yeah. police this Defunding week, funding
3: police. And yeah. it's
4: pretty great, and a million good points are made in it. Um, uh, my favorite one was uh, <laughs> "fuck you forever," Tucker Carlson. I thought that was beautiful. Yes. <laughs> but um, no, uh, one of the one of the good quick points that he makes is that like uh, uh, media is just flooded with these images of you know a renegade cop who plays by his own rules, and that right now is like. Whoops! What are we gonna do about that? Do you know what I mean? Like whoop, whoopsies. That's very pervasive in our culture, and it's now very problematic as we try to have these serious discussions. So that's another example of that.
3: Yeah. How does and it's also because he does go into um, kind of the whole information about defunding the police and that that kind of movement and mm-hmm. and talking about police funding, and I wonder how much you know. Funding and budget it took to sew those patches onto those police uniforms.
4: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting conversation. Last week I was like, oh, I don't know if I could say defund the police, but now I'm just like, hell yeah, I'd fucking defund them. I'm like almost there, anyways. Um, so I saw a, a sign at the rally on Sunday that was like, demilitarize the mm-hmm. police. And I was like, oh, that would be a nice mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. Certainly. But uh, no, even in our own community, and I don't want to, you know, we can't get probably too into this topic. It's a big one, but I, I think it's very interesting. And I remember, you know, a year two years ago, I remember here in Victoria, the police themselves saying we are called upon to do way too much stuff, stuff that should be way outside of our purview. We are, you know, trying to deal with these people who were not trained really to deal with. It doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. for, you know, someone to show up with a gun when like a social worker would make more sense and I think that's at the core of uh, the defund the police movement so I'm pretty close to it. You know, I I think it's a really, really, good conversation to be having right now
0: defund Vic PD last week had a bit of a controversy themselves when they posted a very sort of feel good uh, photo of I believe it was a reserve constable mm. holding a kitten right. and it was a nice fuzzy you know happy sort of until somebody zoomed in on the photo and noticed the, the patch of the Canadian flag and it was sort of like it was one color sort of like camel green so it was pretty hard to see But it's the thin it's the thin blue line yeah right in the middle horizontally through the vertical bars was the thin blue line, which is uh, sort of a police solidarity um, um, message and they yanked they yanked that post later
1: yeah they also posted a picture of like and it was completely by by accident but it was just really poor timing it was a video of one of their police van cruisers that was like getting fixed up oh, yeah. it was just it was just really poor timing so whoever is like doing their social media needs to uh, you know read the room a little bit and that's too bad because generally they do a great job on
4: social media i would mm-hmm, say the yeah. big pd sorry kirsten go ahead
2: i was just going to say like i know it doesn't sound as cool and snappy but i wish the slogan was something like reallocate the funds of the police yes yeah. because defund the police yeah. sounds scary on a surface level and on and on a very surface level which unfortunately a lot of people aren't going to go deeper than that yeah, yeah. um no is is not what it's all about. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because when I first was hearing defund the police, it, it, I I processed it for a little bit. I'm like kind of like refund like Mm -hmm. just just sort of change reallocates the much better word uh, yeah you're right it's not about like a complete abolition yeah it's just about you know changing the the budget um and yeah we've seen things worldwide and local audit Mm. the
2: budget of the police that's that that's the slogan of the revolution right off the tongue audit the budget
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah and to get you know continue with the political talk about it I, i do think that demilitarizing the police sounds better than defund the police because yeah i think we need education just this is me personally on that level i know you talk about how you know defund the police that's what you think paul it should be but i think we still need the police oh we just, and we no just, one's saying
4: that we won't have them that and that's the thing it, but yeah. that's it right yeah. and and obviously those people who are police in this new system where you know it's not systemically racism from the bottom up um we want them to be protected. We want them to be safe to do their job in the community. Um, so they they need funding for that. I understand that, right? but uh, but yeah, exactly as Kirsten says, it means uh, a huge reallocation of funds to prevent crime before it happens. A lot of times, like a lot of time here in Victoria, what they're dealing with is property crime. Well, guess why people fucking steal bicycles is because they're living in abject poverty and need money, whether it is to feed an addiction, unfortunately, or just to fucking survive and eat for that day. That's shitty. I don't want my bike stolen. But if we gave that person a place to live and uh, some food, they would be less inclined to steal my bicycle. And that's the exact reason that what we're talking about here. That's where that money should go. Well, it should be people. it should
1: be a place, case by case basis too, because all of all of the country's homeless like to come out here. Yeah, and and it'd be great we, if
4: the rest of the country pitched in if yeah. more money drifted out west because that's a, a reality. What were mm-hmm. you going to say, Brian?
3: Um, just in terms of like a. a I don't know if it's kind of a moot point now, but just in terms of like, yeah, the, the slogan, Defund the Police, it is, I agree, it's it's kind of a scary slogan for somebody, or for anybody, I guess, who's like, that seems like a big change. Mm. Um, just so for wherever you kind of stand on this, when I'm talking to sort of the listeners here, wherever you do stand on it, just read the information, you know, get information wherever you can about it. I think that's the best uh, kind of thing we could say about it. Totally.
0: Good point. Yeah, this is the thing that infuriates me about branding and sort of the soundbite mm. culture that we're in. Is they needed some? You know, three. The rule of threes is great in comedy. It's great in um, you know visual design and whatnot. It's great in a lot of defund the police. That's three words, and that unfortunately does not give you yeah. enough information. That sounds like a totality. That it. it sounds like right. abolish yeah. the police. Yeah. You know, and again, more more reading, more education is what's needed, and. Oh, it's a tough time because so many people are not reading beyond the headlines. But what I have loved about this past week or so of of the intense um, uh, focusing amplification uh, on on the Black Lives Matter information is that a lot of this information is being detailed better than just a three word yes. hashtag. Mm-hmm. So we're getting there. We need to do more, but it's just it's tough because we are in a bit of a soundbite society.
2: And if what we're saying is like scary or doesn't make sense or whatever i think a good place to start is what paul suggested that yeah. john oliver 33 minute thing like because it's it's nice it's easy to di- digest there's some comedy yeah. thrown in and he's very passionate about it. it's a good place to start
4: and i find that that was actually very well politically balanced you know? Yeah, it was. It, it really
0: it, it was. It really was. So, yeah. yeah. We'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, it's interesting that Marvel like,
1: is somehow thrown into this. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah, it it just touches me. all aspects of the entire culture. Right? And the, the so. Punisher is a very interesting character as an anti-hero. Mm. I, I, t- I implore everybody to... You know, because he's commentary on the justice system. So, I
0: get it. It's very interesting, though. Speaking of Marvel owned by Disney, Disney Star Wars... Um, Star Wars... Mark Hamill and, uh, and others have tweeted their support for John Boyega who made you know, a pretty um, one would think career risky move in his very vocal support of the, of the Black Lives Matter movement and it's great to see the support from the top down uh, for him and what he did and what he said because you can't not like it's so important right now and um, mm-hmm. yeah go John Boyega I thought that was brilliant as well the was leader
2: really, of the resistance
0: we need. Yes, yeah. and he was, and he really was
1: pleading to to people not to like loot and riot. That was his big thing, right? And I think everybody can get behind that.
4: Yeah, and it was, you know, it was sad that he had to even make that statement. Like, I don't know if this is going to hurt my career. Um, but I think, and I hope that, in fact, it's, it's been the exact opposite. I think it's galvanized him in my mind. Yes, you know, as an important figure, and uh, let's not forget, in Star Wars, he was a cop who decided to take off his uniform. <laughs> that's a really,
3: really good point,
0: Paul. Oh my god! Well, it's, that's geez. that's a great point. So, well, yeah, yeah, it's been very interesting because we, as media, you know. Don't touch politics. Don't touch religion. You know, we we are meant to be fairly Switzerland on all of these topics. Like we as individuals and we as the radio station. And this has been a revolutionary time of. Yeah. Yes. Speaking up and not being so silent on these, on these issues. Ah, silence is violence again. Just this three word <laughs> sound bite society, mm. but it's, it's an important time yeah. to, uh, to do so and not, not break the rules but not hold to what we have done um, which weirdly brings me to my favorite example of, um, of doing things the way they've always been done is Weird Al Yankovic's Weasel Stomping Day Paul the key line in that yeah. y- you know it's, it's a, a, a song about a day where you get to stomp on weasels and the key line in that is it's tradition that makes it okay hilarious <laughs> yes yeah no doesn't work yeah. anymore.
4: I doesn't work you guys anymore. all read that short story, The Lottery, um, as in high school, didn't you? Yeah, hilariously described on The Simpsons. Uh, doesn't have any tips of actually how to win the lottery, but rather a tale of conformity gone mad. And it's so true. It's like it's a great, great story. And the best uh, yeah rejig of that is a tweet that I saw that just said uh, tradition is peer pressure from dead people. Let go. Well done. Let go, and also, my mantra these days has also been from the fantastic Twitter account, Not a Wolf, which is a a, a wolf tweeting as a man. (laughs) Uh, Lay your hero's tender necks upon the altar of a better tomorrow. Wow. i want to have that fucking tattooed across my chest, because it's so true, like, think people let go of shit that is holding us back let's yeah. get that star trek utopia fucking going here and let go of this nonsense
1: yeah and you're right Vod. like now is not the time to be switzerland i i truly believe that and people might be listening to this podcast singing why are we talking about this so much we
0: have to yeah
4: please join art and i on our new podcast politics and religion with art and paul <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like this this is a this is a geeky podcast we talk about geeky things and pop culture and whatnot. Well, these worlds are bleeding together and should be yeah. you know this this stuff art imitates life or or whatever this yeah. this This entertainment that we um that we enjoy so much of it comes from real life and Now is an incredible time to be paying attention to that real life uh, because it's going to continue to affect all this pop culture and and escapism to a certain extent, uh, but also a bit of education in that escapism.
1: Yeah, and I, I saw a really powerful statement I saw there. I mean, I'm big in the sports world, but there's talk about the NHL and the NBA and all these leagues coming back. But I saw a statement out there saying. Now is not the time for them to come back because people are talking about they need that distraction, but no, no, we don't need that distraction right now. We have to, we have to face this head on, even as uncomfortable as it is. So, well, yeah. uh, and that's from people who love sports. For me, I'm like, I agree with that. I think it is, this is more important to focus on than escaping into an NBA game and believing that this doesn't exist
4: oh yeah in our world i mean it's an obvious point maybe at this at this time but uh you know the reason why this whole movement maybe is getting so much traction and attention is because there's nothing else going on because we're in the middle of a pandemic where the entire rest of the world shut off right
0: people aren't at work so they're maybe that's why it's good timing
4: yes yeah absolutely it is i think it's why it's having such an impact
0: Okay, one more thing, no segues. One last thing to, to, to touch on before we get into reviews and recommendations. Oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> Speak? Nope. Um, JK Rowling. <laughs> first off, can we... Uh, Rowling? 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 I say Rowling. Cool. Rowling. Row. JK Rowling. 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 Um, TERF. Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist is the acronym. I'm not honestly even sure we need the erf on there, but, uh, it makes a better acronym, I think, for it to be TERF and something that you can say, wait, which is an initialism, not an acronym, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Kirsten? <laughs> Anyways.
2: What? No, TERF is a, it would be an, an acronym.
0: Oh, an initialism, an initialism is initial- where you say it. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: is like DVD. Ah,
0: great, thank you. Which, which stands for digital versatile disc, not digital video disc. Anyways. Um, right. And you wouldn't say <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. I I'm gonna lodge that into my head and completely get it wrong and confused. Um. Wow. Background on the J.K. Rowling thing. Um. Kirsten, she knows quite a bit about this. We were
1: talking about it over the weekend. Yeah. Jedi Kirsten. Can you like sum it up, Kirsten? Like I love this where it came from? Because because I saw a tweet over the weekend that was appearing on my Twitter feed, and I don't follow J.K. Rowling or you know any harry potter fans but it was just all over my twitter i'm like what did she do exactly Mm. and i saw the tweet that she did something about sex doesn't matter Mm. and it was just like it just didn't make any contact or any sense in the context of the tweet that i saw which was ridiculous the tweet that i saw
2: yeah so jk rowling this actually oh i need to talk into my phone wait a minute where did i put it
0: Sorry. <laughs> Too busy looking like a Jedi.
2: <laughs> it got cold in here. Um, <laughs> so back in December, J.K. Rowling tweeted in support. Um, in the in in the UK, there was a landmark case about a woman being fired um, from her job in a think tank because um, this particular woman was standing up for what she felt was. Um, Feminist rights with uh which was very trans exclusionary like very um ugh, like borderline uh, like anyway it was bad but j k. Rowling put out this tweet and do you do you have it do you, is the article you have bud does it have her tweet from december
0: the article doesn't have the tweet looking for it I've only got the more recent one about uh people who menstruate i'm I'm working on that let one. let me
2: just grab grab it because I think the context here is important okay but
1: this has gotten this has gotten so much this has gotten so much talk like daniel radcliffe has had to address
2: it we'll get there
1: (laughs) every single person who is a harry potter fan who is like Mm -hmm. everybody in the world obviously are like looking back at her work and thinking differently now like that's that's as crazy as it's gone.
2: This is what her tweet in December said. It said, mm. dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of jobs for stating that sex is real? Question mark. And then it's hashtag I stand with Maya. Mm. So you need to know the background on the Maya thing is it basically, like I said, she got fired from... Uh, a global think tank uh, for basically transphobic content. So the fact that J.K. Rowling was standing with her um, was was problematic to begin with. Um, fuck. And then <laughs> this past Saturday, for some reason. I- She decided to fucking double down on it. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why she brought Mm -hmm. it up in the middle of all the other shit that's going on in the world right now. She just decided that she was going to double down on this thing that had kind of blown over. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on Saturday, she tweeted, what was her tweet on Saturday?
0: I got it here. So there was an article that she uh, included, which the headline was Creating a More Equal Post-COVID-19 World for People Who Menstruate. And she put the link in it and everything and then she she puts in single quotes people who menstruate and then her own words are I'm sure there used to be a word for those people someone help me out wumbin wimpund womid and it was just a little anyways that got her right back in the the turf spotlight uh, as it were and um, does everybody know what the Trevor project is yeah came came from this uh, this movie uh, called Trevor very very um, uh, let's see. The Trevor Project's leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and questioning young people under 25. Uh, I just want to quote one thing that uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who wrote an article for The Trevor Project, what he said is second paragraph transgender women are women any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgender people and goes against all advice given by professional healthcare associations who have far more expertise on this subject matter than either joe or i joe being uh joanne uh, rowling jk rowling uh, according to the trevor project 78 percent of transgender and non-binary youth reported being the subject of discrimination due to their gender identity it's clear that we need to do more to support transgender and non-binary people not invalidate their identities and not cause further harm I,
1: my problem was just the timing like why 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 like why stand on this hill now oh, out of nowhere oh i know with all the things that are going on in this world right now i just i was like why am i reading about jk rowling well, on my twitter feed
0: yeah yeah and kirsten was right like it had it all blown over and this was just like why choose now to poke <laughs> the bear of the yeah. world again with I this know. stance
4: what's really frustrating though about it is that you know when you read that tweet back from December Kirsten it's like mm-hmm. you can kind of put yourself in a place of trying to feel empathy for her in that you know the F in turf is for feminist and that maybe where she was trying to come from was is that she feels so strongly about you know feminist and, and women's rights that she wants and that maybe that's her experience is that she wants to protect them from what she feels are not women Trans women, uh you know, enc- encroaching upon their rights, and that's why she wants to exclude trans women from those rights that are there to protect biological women. Now, that's problematic. That's there's a problem with that huge problem. And what she could have taken the last six, seven months to do when she faced colossal backlash was to educate herself you know as Daniel Radcliffe says there are experts who know so much more about this and if she is going to come back out and say it you know how lovely would it have been maybe not right now JK Rowling we're dealing with some shit (laughs) but maybe next year or something come out and see like You know what? I've done a lot of research and soul searching about this, and while I feel so strongly about, (laughs) you know, the fact that we really need to protect uh, women, I I I feel I'm sorry that I was trying to exclude trans women who deal with a whole other set of uh, biases and violence, and uh, it was really uh, silly and ignorant of me to shit on them um, when they don't need any more. So I'm sorry, and I I have a lot of love. You know, for women of all, however you describe yourself as a woman or a menstruator or whatever. But instead, she just, like you said, but doubled down on her shitty, ignorant stance. It feels like she did zero research, zero soul searching. And in fact, what she did was lean back on some of the like ignorant support that she probably got from other Mm -hmm. uh, transphobic people. And was like, no, double down. No, seriously. Okay? And it's just like, why? Why the fuck? Why do you need to shit on trans people? Why? Why now? Why ever do you want to take this marginalized group? Your whole stories and everything have been about inclusion and love for other people. Why not have a basic amount of empathy for this group of people who struggle so much in in their lives and decide to take a big shit on them right now. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling, for doing that. That's so shitty to do. And you should realize that. it's That's not okay. It's devastating to so many Harry Potter fans, too, if we can bring this back around to that. It's like...
1: Because she sets an example in her in her texts, in her stories about inclusion, all, all she, yeah. all her stories have a lot to say about society. And so, yeah, now to have this like almost ruining that is, yes is, is really too bad.
4: I feel for people who feel very strongly about this and about Harry Potter, because what makes JK Rowling a brilliant author is that she clearly has poured so much of herself, her soul, her experiences into these beautifully crafted books And now to know that there's a thread of like ignorant hatred in there and like, well, okay, I'll be fair. It's a, it's only a thread, but it's a thread. And to know that that's in there as well is going to really change the perspective that people bring to reading these books. And that's really shitty and unfortunate. Now, listen, through all of this stuff, I am not telling people, fuck you forever, except for Tucker Carlson, fuck him. But (laughs) like people who are ignorant, people who are, you know, going on different sides of these issues right now, my whole thing is. Don't just flip them the bird and tell them to fuck off and fine, unfollow me and block and all that stuff. I really hope that J.K. Rowling comes back around. These past six months didn't do it. How unfortunate. I really hope that in the next six months or before she fucking dies anyways, that she comes around and decides to apologize for these statements and to really accept in her heart that what she's doing is damaging and ignorant and to understand why. And then hopefully we can hold those books in a better context again. I want change, not to just burn all the books and write her off forever. Team, I love you all. I really should get going and go prep a little bit with Jen, but uh,
1: please carry on without me, okay? Love you all. Thank you. Sure. Well said, Paul. Thank make, you for that. Make sure to tune into uh, Politics and Religion with Paul Festino <laughs> and Art Aronson. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to turn this off after and
4: save it? Y-
1: yeah, I should probably get out of here pretty soon as well. But uh, Kirsten, I know y- you had some strong things to say to me about this over the weekend too and I think you you had some pretty quality things to say
2: yeah Person, <laughs> I don't know I don't just I don't know Paul did a lot of yelling just then and I don't really want to add any more yelling to it
0: so Harry Potter is very near and dear to your heart
2: it's not. It's not that. That's not the reason I don't want to talk about it. That's not that. It's Harry Potter is near and dear to my heart, yeah. or that J.K. Rowling says. Like honestly, um, I'm just like I'm tired this week of yeah, everything and right. having to defend everything and stand up for everything and be an ally in seven different things. And like I get it. Like all these people that we are allying with and trying to help live this every fucking day. But I'm just yeah. I'm, I don't want to talk about it right now.
3: To kind of wrap it up, though, uh, if you haven't read the full and I'm sure we'll post it in our um, our show notes, but the full letter from Daniel Radcliffe, uh, it's definitely worth a read, especially if, you know, uh, kind of as a Harry Potter fan, your heart is kind of hurting from from those comments. So just give that like the full it's like like three, four paragraphs, but give that whole thing a read. It's it's really well, well written.
1: Yeah, it's good.
2: I like, like I'll just say this, like. As a Harry Potter fan, my heart isn't hurting from what JK said, because the thing is, like, she does stand up for a lot of really fucking good things. Like, she is trying to be inclusionist. She just doesn't understand this one issue. And it's a bad issue to have a bad stance on. But, like, I don't know. I'll, I'd, like, I feel like I should have no opinion, because I'm not part of that community. But also, I feel like... There is a mutual misunderstanding of what she is trying to say with the people that she is fucking hurting. And they're they're I don't know.
1: That's that's good, Kirsten. That's that because that's what you kind of communicated to me over the weekend, because I didn't really I don't have a say in it as well. And uh, I just thought that you had said something very good to me about it. And it was something along those lines. So thank you.
2: It's a mutual misunderstanding of what's going on right now. She's She shouldn't be tweeting this shit. It's a bad time. It's, it's a bad look. But I think both ends of the spectrum need to take a step back and realize what she's trying to say, right or not. And she needs to take a step back and realize what she's trying to say, why it's affecting those people.
0: Well, <laughs> let's... Review and recommendation space force, shall we? Um, time to you know not ignore all this shit, but um, take a break and uh, light it up just a little bit. Whoa, there goes my phone. Sorry, uh, Kirsten, how much of it did you watch? Have you finished it? I finished. I'm finished. Oh wow, yeah. nice.
2: I finished it. It was it was only ten episodes. Like it wasn't hard to finish. Um,
0: I I've, s-
1: I've seen three episodes, Kirsten. Oh, just so you know, before what, you before you get into what was in. on.
3: what was on Peachtree this weekend nick cage movie oh in arts defense in arts defense i saw three episodes as well (laughs) but because and this is this is goes back to it's funny because watching even after because i after last week i had only watched the first episode and i was like okay i'm gonna go back to it after having that conversation with you guys about it and thinking that okay it'll be cool to go to a half hour comedy and you know not have to think about the world but like you said kirsten last week uh you had said that like you know watching space force and watching a a nice comedy you think that it's going to be a nice escape but it is almost it's very real in terms of like this is it's kind of reflecting what's happening and it is obviously a response to a stupid thing that donald trump is trying to roll out Mm -hmm. um and so it's like it is right now a very real reflection of the world so in in like I watched it and I didn't stop. I'm not going to stop watching. I'm going to finish all the way through, but I just, I don't feel like I'm motivated to keep going as hard as I have gone with other shows just because it's not an escape at all. It doesn't feel like an escape.
2: I think you're probably like at the point where I was last week. Well, actually I'd watch five episodes last week. And I was like, this is meh. But by the time yeah. now that I've finished all ten, it does end up being kind of like delightful and a little bit more escapism um once they've set up their characters. Like having finished it now, um mm. I really enjoyed it and I'm excited for season two. Um they they do have some good characters. Some of them come around to be likable. I think that was my complaint last week is that all of the characters had very deep flaws that made them unlikable. Oof. And there was no one to cheer for, like no, like, like even like aloof likable character. Um, but having finished it, um, I, 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 do, I do like it. I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, I've seen three episodes so far. It's my type of humor. It's a dry humor, and it's a, con- like, to me, at least from the first three episodes I've seen, it's a real... Um, commentary on the ridiculousness of uh the state of american politics right now and um how decisions are made at the top level and uh so for me it it's exactly what i want to see and yeah it's not an escapism in that sense as you said brian um but yeah i love the actors in it like uh i didn't know that john john malkovich was going to be such a huge part of the the show and he's delightful and yeah. Ben Schwartz is great as well and uh, I think Steve Carell's character is exact for me that's what I wanted to see I didn't need to see another Michael Scott This mm-hmm. is so I like it I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more into it now that I'm through the episodes
2: didn't we hear that um, um, fuck what's his name from Beetlejuice I don't know why that's the movie I'm pulling Mike- Michael Keaton <laughs> no Not Beetlejuice. Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin! (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I pulled. But didn't we hear that Alec Baldwin was supposed to be in this? I finished it. No, I think it we, no, talked about we talked it. about we it. We talked about oh. it as a, as a,
0: wouldn't it be great if he came in as the president, not necessarily doing uh, his impression, but okay. just, yeah, yeah, that's, you, yeah. Okay. the Geek Sorry. Up podcast okay. bled into <laughs> the real world of Kirsten's Alec brain. Baldwin,
2: famous for the movie Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that was just us starting rumors.
2: <laughs> okay, okay
1: also also how how good are the joint chief sessions like every yeah. time they have one of those scenes it's just like yes mm-hmm. give me more of this mm-hmm. this is what yeah. i
3: want yeah nice.
1: so i'm
0: digging it i'm digging it i'm looking forward to to getting through it that's great have you how,
3: how many have you seen bud me yeah
0: oh you're asking me yes yeah. yeah, you
2: haven't um, talked about it that much. Zero. Oh, yeah. zero, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm look. I'm looking forward to getting through it. I'm yeah. a bad
0: watcher. You guys know this. Are there any other reviews and recommendations? <laughs> look,
2: it's Jason. Hey, Jason.
0: The funny thing when I, I was know, talking who, about, like, Escape 2.
3: <laughs> hi, Jason, by the way. Uh, when I was talking about... Um, he, can't, he can't hear you, but... Uh, yeah. I guess,
0: yeah. You put on some headphones. Please tell him we say hi. Yeah. I can't hear you. So... Hi, Jason. How are you? We love you. you? Nice to see you. Welcome to the Geek podcast. Yeah, it's like
4: the Nerd Brady Bunch going on here in front of me. Wow.
0: (laughs) Wow. And here I was going to ask for a rundown of the last punk show, but now I'm not going to ask you. Fine. Fine.
4: It was the Fuck the Police episode. It was great.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jason's filling
1: in for me now for the end of this since I have to go.
0: What? No, let's not What are we talking about? That's fine. You don't have to. No, <laughs> I don't want to. You, but I do. Wait, wait, wait.
3: Art, art, art. Because he, he needs to get into Prodzee.
0: <laughs> this is, I is great. I haven't even been here in
1: 15 minutes. How yeah, do I? Yeah, they're, they're just signing out now. So you can. Sign We're up. wrapping up. So, We're no, wrapping. So, well, hit, what about the recording hit, of it all? Put your headphones
3: on. Put the headphones on. Ja- yeah. Jason, hit save on that. Don't. What's that? Can, can yeah. we just stop Are recording? Are you recording hit, this yeah, video, Brian? Yeah, you can stop Brian? recording yours and hit save on this. I'm recording the Zoom chat, so I'm
0: going to... Post this. This is so great. This That's is great awesome. podcast content. Um, while this is happening, do we have any other reviews and recommendations?
2: Oh, my God.
0: No. All no. right. Art Aronson on all socials. Paul Plastino on all socials. Uh, Brian? Uh, on all socials. Oh, whatever. Find me where you find me. Sure. DJ Boitano and boitano three. Kirsten? Okay, fine.
2: Yeah, that, no all socials.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is come to a beautiful conclusion. Uh, I'm Webmeister, but on all socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 88, 88. IG88. Love you all. Stay safe. Bye.
1: The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio
4: station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezonefm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.
0: You're invited to a PJ party.
4: That's our podcast. Hi, it's Paul and Jenny from The Zone. The P stands for Paul, and the J stands for Jenny.
2: Every week, we take the best stuff from our Victoria, BC-based, parentally acclaimed number two radio afternoon show.
4: And mix it with some extra spicy podcast-exclusive discussion.
2: It's available wherever you get your podcasts for free and to stream. On thezone.fm.
4: Give it a whirl and tell your friends.